From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly, and I'm very thankful that you've joined us today on the podcast for the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans fans. Uh, Producer Dan is alongside, and we've got a full show for you today. Coming to you from our New Orleans Arena studios as we're getting set for Pelicans and Pistons tonight. David Wesley will stop by, and Wednesday is, of course, as we call it around here, Wesley Day. So his regular visit, and it happens to be on a game day. Oh, how convenient. Also, Jen Hale stops by the show today. She'll uh, be on the assignment of Saints and Rams for the NFL on Fox this weekend. Finally, that crew, the Chris Myers, Tim Ryan, Jen Hale crew for Fox, gets the Saints game. And uh, so we'll see her on our television on Sunday, and she'll help us get ready today for the uh, big game. Uh, Also, uh, regarding Saints and Rams this weekend, we'll hear from Rams head coach Jeff Fisher on today's Black and Blue Report. And a little bit later on, we uh, take you up to Hammond, Louisiana. Something special going on there with the Southeastern Lions football team. It's a part of a monster football weekend when you talk about the high school championships at the Dome this weekend, Saints and Rams on Sunday, and of course now Southeastern plays on Saturday night. I wanted to catch up with Damon Sunday, their sports information director, and help us learn a little bit more about uh, something pretty cool going on over there in Hammond at the FCS level. So that's all a part of today's show. Um, I don't want to waste too much time here in the first segment because we've got such a great guest today. Uh, I will make one promise to you here today, and Producer Dan, uh, you'll hold me to this. There will be no Nick Saban to Texas talk today, um, or is Mac Brown resigning by the end of the week or anything else? It seems to have dominated every other national show I've heard this morning, so um, we'll pass. Thank you very much. David Wesley on a Wesley Day coming up next. NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans with an exciting lineup. The BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge is your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. On Friday, February 14th, the New Orleans Arena will play host as the rookies and sophomores team up to battle for bragging rights and make a name for themselves in the Big Easy. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster.com slash NBA All-Star 2014. BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge. Your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back. David Wesley is a slid into the studio here. Is that fair to say? Did you slide in? I slinkered in. Mm-hmm. Slide, slid. <laughs> I had slidded. We just dragged uh, David in off the uh, shoot-around floor. 
where uh, after the uh, Pelicans shot around today, so did David. Yes, I give him a couple of hooks, getting ready for tonight's game. Yes. i got to get ready. I'm prepared. Uh, David Wesley here on Wesley Day, obviously. Um, seems like we always play on Wesley Day. I think that's... That's starting to become a, a thing. Yes. At home, on uh, game day. We even had a couple on the road. Wednesday's a good yeah. game night. I All guess. right. Yeah. Pelicans and Pistons tonight. Detroit comes in 10-12 and 12 after losing last night. New Orleans at 9-10. and 10. Um, It feels like forever since we've played a game. Good, bad, been. for as far as the layoff goes? I think it's awful. I, I think I, I hated four or five days. I've said before that every other day is the best way to play, but uh, you, you almost feel like you get tired when you first get out there because you haven't played in a while, but certainly it helps the legs. Certainly it helps with injuries. Uh, we saw Tyreek Evans go down. So those are days that, you know, he has time to get well. Uh, they only play two games in a week, so you only miss two games. So it's not, it's not a big deal. All right. Um, with that being said, you didn't have to travel. You're at home. The homestand has not started well, but you have a chance to turn the thing around, even shorthanded. Let's start with Detroit tonight. This is a team that's intriguing. They have an, a sub-500 record, but yet it seems like whenever I turn around, they're winning another game. Big inside, what else? Well, I think the fact that Jennings is one of those wild cards, the guy who can go out and he can play well. He can score in bunches. He He's always that X factor that coming down the stretch because he can take all the big shots. And then, of course, you have Drummond and, and uh, Monroe inside who are pretty tough tough guys, big, long, uh, can rebound the basketball. Drummond's come out year. He's he's really picked up his production. So um, I, I I like this team. And, and they got the uh, young kid, uh, Parker Pope, uh, that, that – uh, also is really looking really good. I watched the game last night, and uh, they just ran up against a real tough Minnesota team. Yeah, Caldwell Pope has started now 15 times already here. Um, you mentioned Jennings. He's their leading scorer at 17.1 per game. Uh, and then Greg Monroe at 14 points a game. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, Monroe, 8.7 rebounds per game. And then uh, Drummond, who's been really good. Yeah. Um, Monroe comes home, too, tonight. Yes. Plays in front of mom tonight. Yeah. Um, there is something to be said for that. Oh, absolutely. He is definitely uh, – mom has a way of bringing all of her friends. So uh, he, between him, his pe- friends and people, uh, mom will have her friends and people, and he'll want to put on a really good show here at home. What, uh, other than playing an elite team like Oklahoma City, what has not gone right on the homestand for the Pelicans that better get right starting tonight? Well, I, I think I think injury has has played a, a great deal in the bench production. Um, you know, you Anthony goes out, Ryan goes into the starting lineup, Tyree goes down. The bench production has to get better. The depth right now is not very evident for the for the Pelicans, and uh, they need somebody to come off that bench and really um, pick up that pace, scoring the basketball, rebounding, and everything. We're going to talk more about this not only on the radio tonight, but uh, I will with you on the pregame for Fox Sports New Orleans, and that's the Austin River situation. If if Evans doesn't go tonight, which based on reports would be the case, that means Austin Rivers kind of has to become that guy off the bench for New Orleans. Can he can he do for the Pelicans bench what Tyreek has done over the last couple of weeks? That it would be nice to see him do that. I'm I'm not sure he's at that stage in his game 
They're similar games in that they don't shoot the ball. They drive the basketball. Uh, Tyreek has proven to be a better finisher, bigger body around the basket, um, and, and a lot more confident in what he's doing. Uh, Austin has been in and out of the lineup. He's shown signs of good play, and then he shows signs of uh, kind of searching and uncomfortableness out there on the floor. So, you know, that's what they need from him. Can he do it? I'm not sure yet. It seems to me the more we talk about this, you know, and whether this guy can do that or, or the other, if this team's healthy, I think things are okay in Pelican's land. Certainly. But really, really it's come down to these, these key guys being hurt, well, period. Well, we, you talk about any team across the league, one or two injuries, and you can go from a, you know, a playoff team to a lottery team. I mean, it's, it's that, it's in some cases it could be that drastic. When you take your, your leading scorer or second leading scorer and Anthony Davis out of the lineup, you take your, your best bench player now that Anthony's out, out of the lineup and Tyreek Evans, it's tough to replace their production. And right now nobody has ever really stepped up and, and been able to do that. So, uh, it's going to be tough to win games right now, and I'm sure they're just hanging on until those guys get back and they can be full strength. But full strength, I like their chances. The layoff has allowed us to put the Oklahoma City game kind of in our distant memory. I don't think about it too much. Right. I guess it would be different if, if, this, if that game was two nights ago. The one thing about that last game, though, here at home is I almost want to throw it out because the Thunder have been destroying everybody here. They've won 10 of their last 11. So losing to them, and I don't ever want to condone losing, but it seems like losing to them, I almost throw that one out and say, okay, you, you, you unfortunately had to deal with those guys on this homestand. If you throw it out, play well tonight and Friday against a Memphis team that can't figure things out either right now, you're, all in all, you're heading into that massive road trip. Okay. Yeah, you know, the, you, you, there are certain teams in this league, the top five or six teams, when they come into town, hopefully you're healthy. Pelicans aren't healthy. Hopefully you play well that night, and that gives you a chance to win. Other than that, it's the teams you're supposed to beat. It's the teams that, that are struggling when they come into your building. It's your teams that are coming off back-to-backs with long travel, like Detroit. Those are the games that you want to kind of feast on and, and, and really pad your record to where you can survive some of those top teams coming in, just world beaters like Oklahoma City that uh, even if you're healthy, you probably don't have much of a chance. But – uh, you know, it, it's it's a game you can kind of put put away, move on to the next one. All right, let me ask you a little uh, question here. A little scenario before we get out of here. Is yeah. that fair? All yeah. right. Uh-oh. Let's say you're a player or a fan of a team. I was a player. Okay. I've been a fan of a team. Okay. Okay, from there. And uh, hold on, turn that mic this way a little bit. Let me make sure that picture yeah. answer crystal clear here. Crystal clear. If, the, if a minority owner of said team went to another NBA arena to watch a game, where your team wasn't participating, that he's a minority owner of. That'd be one thing, right? Okay, wait. Okay. So I own, I'm a minority owner of the Pelicans. Let's, 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 let's use a different name. Okay. Pick, uh, pick a, uh, some crazy. Donald. Is of the Donalds? No, no, no. no, no. Of the My team. brother. My brother. Donald is the minority owner of the okay. Pelicans. No, pick a different team, though. Oh. Let's not uh, put Pelicans in this. Okay. Let's yeah. put, um,. Washington. Okay. All right. So he's the minority owner of Washington. Right. All right. Now, and he goes to, say, an Indiana Pacers game. Right. Where Washington is not playing Indiana. Correct. Okay. Okay. Would that be a little weird? No, because he's a fan. 
But and, he's also the minority owner of a franchise. But for him to go to another team and go to another game in Indiana, maybe he's from Indiana? Okay, all right, fair. Now, what if he hung around after the game so that he could have a little game of horse and just shoot some buckets with Indiana's star player? That now, might be now starting, does it get a little weird? It does start getting a little weird. It happened last night. The really? minority owner of the Memphis Grizzlies, one Justin Timberlake, went to the Indiana-Miami Heat game in Indianapolis last night and then hung around, waited on the floor after the game. He went so with he Justin could, Timberlake? Justin Timberlake went to the game. Okay. Okay, he's a minority owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Follow That's me it. now? Yep, yep, and he went to so the game So JT in went to the game in Indiana, Pacers and Heat, right? Right. Then, after the game, stuck around to shoot some buckets on the floor with Paul George. See, and I don't. How do you feel about that? See, I don't. I don't. If you say it's him, I'm thinking that's what celebrities do. He's a minority owner of your team. You're a Memphis Grizzlies fan. But I don't. You know what? I was thinking. I was thinking you were taking this along the lines of he was kind of messing with or talking to or doing something kind of underhanded, like. I want to be here and not over here. No, no, I'm just saying. But if, he if, was just being a, he was being a celebrity. But he's the minority owner of your team. If you're, no, I get if, that. If I'm Memphis Grizzlies so fan you're saying, today, you're saying and my, my, one of my minority owners of my team went to another NBA city, watched an NBA game that didn't involve my team, and then stuck around to be celebrity and shoot buckets with Indiana star player, I, I'm just saying – as an owner, I might be – as an owner, I have a problem with it. Be like, what are you doing? As a fan, I don't know. I don't okay. know that I would have that I, much problem with it. I'm not getting anywhere with you on this. No. That's I don't, okay. I, yeah, I don't I – don't, I, don't, I think it's – I don't know. I think he's more celebrity than he is owner. I mean, not to, not, not to, not to Memphis, but to other fans. Oh, sure. I mean, he's I'm more saying, celebrity. But okay. It's kind of weird, though. I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't sit well with me if I was. Oh, certainly, if you were the guy, fan. If you were the well, see, and even if I was a fan, if I'm a fan of Memphis, I don't know that I'm looking at. I'm trying to imagine our minority owner uh, for the Pelicans, if there was one. (laughs) I was gonna say if there was one, there is. Yeah. I mean, what I in my job, current job, right now, what I do right now, if I heard that, would I go? Man, what's going on with that? If that minority owner was P. Diddy, Diddy, what is he going by now? Puff, I, I, yeah, kid. Daddy, yeah. <laughs> whatever his name is now. If if that was a minority owner or or Little Wayne, that's what Little Wayne would do. He would be in Miami, he'd be playing, and all of a sudden go out there with LeBron and play some one on one or D Wade, knowing that he's a minority owner, if he was one. With the Pelicans, I don't think that I would make a big deal. Now, Papa Benson might think, oh, my goodness, this is awful. But I wouldn't. Okay. I'm just – all right, you and I will agree to disagree on this one. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, what in the <laughs> world are you doing? But that's just me. Okay. Yeah. Now, if it were you or I as a minority owner and we're down there schmoozing – <laughs> Jack Legger was Jack Legger, yeah. <laughs> As our man John would say, yeah. uh, maybe looked at it a little different. All right, all right, fair enough. 
just I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought you'd be the guy to throw it out there with. I was yeah, going to do it I on definitely. the on the show today. Yeah. I was going to do it kind of in the first segment, but I thought I'd wait till segment two to to talk a little bit with you about it. Yeah. I just I heard that this morning. I was like, he did what? Yeah, see, I, I don't know. If, if you're I'm just right. if you're just Justin Timberlake, knock yourself out. Right. Right. But it's Justin Timberlake, comma, minority NBA owner. Of another team, so I, I don't even know if he looks at himself like I'm sure he doesn't, and maybe that's where the problem lies. But celebrity outweighs minority owner. I'm sure that's I'm, just a check okay. he writes every month or whatever he does. Okay, producer Dan, how many minutes did we waste on this topic? Five, Five says Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. We got to get out of here. Jen Hale's coming up in just a moment. Um, she wears so many hats, but we're going to ask her to put on the NFL on Fox hat. Uh, as uh, she will help us start to get ready for Saints and Rams this weekend. Good to see you, sir. Thank you. Good I'll to see, see you tonight. See you yes, tonight. Pelicans and Pistons, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports New Orleans and the New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network. Miss Jen Hale to join us on the Black and Blue Report in one minute. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Back to the Black and Blue Report. Jennifer Hale's on the line with us uh, this Wednesday. And uh, while you'll see Jennifer, of course, tonight on the uh, Fox Sports New Orleans broadcast of the Pelicans and Pistons, um, I want her to take that hat off and put on her NFL on Fox hat for a moment. Uh, Jen, you've got like a half dozen hats that you wear, if you don't mind uh, changing hats real quick for me there. <laughs> I'd be honored to. Jen Hale, thank you. Jen Hale's a part of the uh, NFL and Fox crew featuring Chris Myers and Tim Ryan. Um, and as uh, fate would finally have it, that crew has finally been assigned a Saints game, and they will have the Saints at the Rams this weekend. Have you had this one circled for a while, Jen? Have you been looking forward to this one? I have, Sean. It's just been crazy that we haven't had a Saints game all season. And, you know, I haven't had a home Saints game in two years. Um, so we're hoping maybe, maybe we'll get that last game against the Bucks at home um, on Week 17, but, but certainly excited to get to cover the Saints in St. Louis uh, this time around this Sunday. You'll be happy that the game is played at the Edward Jones Dome. How was your adventure in the snow in Baltimore last weekend, Jen? <laughs> yes. I am thrilled to be inside a dome, very grateful to be inside a dome. You know, um, I covered the Ravens and Vikings, and it, it was the 2014 version of the Snow Bowl was just crazy. We got five inches of snow during the game. And believe it or not, Sean, that um, stadium has been in existence since 1996, but it has never snowed during a game. They've had snow before and after, and they've been able to cover the field. Um, so this was a new adventure for them as well as us. It, it, was, it was insane. You couldn't see the yard markers. You couldn't see the sidelines, the goal lines. They were trying to shovel as fast as they could, they brought in 
personnel from everywhere. They had accountants with shovels in their hand trying to uncover yard markers as soon as the play ended, and we just couldn't keep up. Um, and then, of course, there were five touchdowns scored in the last two minutes, so that was just an epic ending. Crazy all the way around. The use of a sideline reporter, and I think Fox does it pretty well, um, sometimes is dictated upon the situation or the weather or anything else. Were you were you utilized more because of that situation this past Sunday? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, in my opinion, the proper role of a sideline reporter is to bring viewers and their analysts up in the booth onto the field. You have to bring something that only you can offer at that point in time. And and with the weather conditions and the players' reactions and adjustments, uh, the stories just were overflowing. And also injuries. Adrian Peterson for the Vikings, you know, he missed so much time with, with his knee. He came into the game with a groin injury. He went out with an ankle injury uh, right before halftime. So between the Adrian Peterson injury and the x-rays and the MRI updates and all of the weather updates, the changing of cleats, the desperate struggle to stay warm and loose in temperatures that were below freezing, uh, there were a lot of stories to cover. So it was a busy day for me. All right, peel back the curtain for me and be honest now. You know, big big network sideline reported, did they have, did they have portable heaters for you, Jen, or, or what did you do to stay warm? <laughs> no, they didn't, Sean. That would be a lovely concept, though, <laughs> if anyone ever wanted to support that. I would I would fully endorse that idea. You know, the, the players were very kind. They, they were willing to share their heaters. I could step in front of their heater for a few minutes to warm up. And honestly, you know, I'm, I'm from New Orleans. I am a Gulf Coast girl. I do not do well in cold weather. And I had I went to Massey's and bought all this gear before the game. I have another one in Seattle in two weeks that I imagine I'll need it all for as well. But I forgot about shoes. So the shoes I had were not waterproof, and my feet were soaking wet with the melting snow. Uh, so the Vikings, I think, literally saved my life. They gave me warm towels and hand warmers and feet warmers and special socks because my socks were soaking wet. And they said, you're, you're going to you will get frostbite like that. You have to put on something different. So it was quite an adventure. Wow, that's a great story right there. All right, so inside this weekend, what in particular are you uh, are you really preparing for? You and your broadcast mates there on Fox for uh, Saints and Rams this weekend. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, the Rams aren't doing so well, but nonetheless, they always play the Saints really tough in St. Louis. Uh, two close calls, one that the Saints lost by 10 points in recent years. So for whatever reason, it's it's a tough matchup for the Saints traditionally, historically, and I think the Saints will really have to concentrate on not letting this be a trap game. They're coming off two primetime appearances, a Monday night and a Sunday night. They've got the rematch with the Panthers in a week. So this could be a game that for some teams could kind of fall through the cracks. I don't think Sean Payton is going to let that happen, but that's certainly a dynamic at play. Uh, when you look at the Rams, they've lost their starting quarterback, Sam Bradford, Kellen Clemens, the backup, he's an older quarterback. He's certainly not their answer for the future. He has not done well the past two games. So there is some question. Do, do you put in a rookie? Do you put in somebody, your, your third backup, and let them start getting acclimated? Do you stick with Kellen Clemens? Uh, Austin Davis is actually in his second year. He's out of Southern Miss, so some folks here who are out of Southern Miss fans may recognize his name. So I'm curious to see how that unfolds. Also, their their game their game plan revolves around their run game, and this guy's that safety. He's a rookie out of Vanderbilt. Great kid. I, I just I love this guy. He was a special education major at Vanderbilt, 
because his brother has Down syndrome and he really wants to make an impact with special needs kids. So just a stand-up guy. It's fun to see him have had the success he's had this season because he wasn't supposed to be their big playmaker. You know, he, he wasn't supposed to be this this answer for them, and he has been. So the Saints need to concentrate on their run defense and shutting down Zach Stacey. If they can shut him down, they have a good handle on that game. It's good stuff right there. We're going to hear from uh, Rams head coach Jeff Fisher in the next segment. I think he had nice things to say about Mr. Stacy, and uh, you're, you're backing that up for sure with that. Um, Jen, let me ask you this before I let you go, and I'll spare you questions about Pelicans and Pistons tonight, so I know you've got that on your plate as well. Um, but when, you, when you're doing a game at the network level, and it involves the team that you cover, I guess, on a regular basis. You're a resident of New Orleans. Does it feel different to you? Um, is there a different, a different aspect of it that maybe we don't understand? It does feel different. It's, it's even more fun, if that is possible, because I love my job no matter what team I'm covering. I, I'm just blessed and incredibly lucky to get to do what I do. But to know you're covering your home team, um, that the broadcast is on back home in New Orleans, yeah, it does up the game a little bit, up the ante. And I feel, honestly, like I do a better job with the Saints. As hard as I study all week for these other teams, I'm never going to know them like I know the Saints because I'm with the Saints Monday through Friday, day in and day out at practice. So I know the backstories about Cam Jordan and Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham as opposed to for the other teams, you spend time studying, you read what other people have written, then you get the player on the phone and try to get a little bit more information. So it's, it is a different dynamic, and I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Chris Myers is with me tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. you got any good Chris Myers stories I can lay at him tomorrow? Oh, good Chris Myers stories. I should have a ton. Um, you know what? You should ask him about his wife getting engaged, getting engaged to his wife and Jim Mora. There's a good Saint story there uh, with Jim Mora and a letter and the playoffs, and he tells it really well. Saints fans will appreciate it. All right. I'm going to remember that. I'll, I have – I have that story to bring up to him tomorrow. And then, of course, as you know, Chris Myers worked for Jim Henderson, who's also on Black and Blue Report tomorrow. So it should be, um, I should be a real stinker tomorrow and have some good storytelling going back and forth. So Yes, you yes. should get, you know, well, let me give you a little <laughs> bit of um, dirt because the other story's good. But you need to get on him. He harasses me every week about what I'm wearing. So we, we joke around that he kids because he cares. Uh-huh. But, but every week he has a different analogy for my outfit. He, he never approves. Um, I, I look like a flight attendant. I look like, um, what did he call me this past week with all my snow gear on? Um, I can't remember. But anyway, he, he he's very witty that way. Okay. <laughs> he's definitely the comic of the group. So I should bring up his uh, fashion critiquing skills, his, yes. his, get, his engagement story, and anything else about Jim Henderson. Those would be the big three. Exactly. Okay. And then maybe you can get to sports at the end of all that. All right. Well, yeah, if there's if there's time. But, you know, you've, you've covered a lot that he, he will only hope to duplicate tomorrow. So, um, my dear, I will see you tonight. I appreciate the visit today. Thanks for having me, Sean. Jen Hale with us uh, tonight on Fox Sports New Orleans for Pelicans Pistons this weekend on the big network, the NFL on Fox for Saints and Rams. Speaking of the Rams, we'll hear from head coach Jeff Fisher next. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. 
Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Still to come, a check on Hammond, Louisiana, and the Southeastern Lions, who are in the FCS playoffs, are playing again on Saturday night. We'll uh, have that before we get out of here today on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, As I mentioned earlier with Jen, we did get a chance to uh, get in on the conference call with Rams head coach Jeff Fisher today uh, as we continue to ramp up our coverage of Saints and Rams this weekend. That game to be played at 325 Central at the Edward Jones Dome in St. Louis. First thing on Coach Fisher's mind today was the Saints defensive line and the play of Cam Jordan and Junior Gallette. Yeah, I mean, they're both very good players. I mean, it's a well-coached defense, and they're active. And Gosh, they're one sack per pass play in the National Football League. And so, yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on you, on your offense and, your, and everybody, including the tackles, the backs, because, uh, you know, Rob's always done a great job with that, attacking protections. All right, the Rams have lost a couple in a row. Their postseason hopes are done, and they're guaranteed it looks like an, another losing season. This would make, I think, 10 in a row. Things have not gone well for Coach Fisher. Uh, it, they're still in that rebuilding mode, and, of course, there's the injury to Sam Bradford, and, uh, and, and there have been other injuries too. But there is one bright spot that St. Louis has found in rookie Zach Stacy. He's a rookie out of Vanderbilt University, and that running back is certainly somebody worthy of talking about and someone that the uh, – Saints will have to be uh, aware of on Sunday. We drafted Zach because we felt like he had a chance to do what he has done thus far. Um, you know, it takes young backs uh, a while, some longer than others. It didn't take Zach very, very long at all to what we call figure out how to play without the football. It was very important to us. Uh, and he got that stuff down, and when you know he got the opportunity, took advantage of it. All right, Jeff Fisher also worried about his defense. And, of course, they've got some guys that are up front very solid. But at the end of the day, how full were their hand, will their hands be with the New Orleans Saints offense? It's hard to find you know teams better than the Saints from an ability to attack defenses. Um, you can just you just watch a tape and see, well, you know, Drew knows exactly what he's doing, especially watch him in a two-minute situation. You know where he's the where they've done the preparation. They know what coverage to anticipate, and they've attacked the coverage. And three plays later, they're in the red zone. So no, they do a great job with that. So that's Rams head coach Jeff Fisher today with the media. That was a conference call earlier today that we tapped into. Later on today, Saints head coach Sean Payton speaks to the media. So does quarterback Drew Brees. We'll have full coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com, and we'll have some of that wrap wrapped up nicely for you on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report in case you miss it later on today. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up this version of the Black and Blue Report and talk some Southeastern Lions football when we come back. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. 
All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Make the holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans Basketball. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Austin Steakhouse, is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Before we get out of here on this Wednesday, I wanted to touch upon a real special happening up in uh, Hammond, Louisiana, just up the road here from New Orleans. And I know most football fans, or at least I hope, they're aware of what's going on with the Southeastern Lions. They are on the doorstep of making some big-time history, if they haven't already. The sports information director for the Alliance football team is Damon Sunday, and uh, Damon joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Damon, I really appreciate it. First of all, I know you've got to be slammed this week. Uh, a busyness like you've maybe never seen in Hammond, right? It is, and we were laughing as all the credential requests roll in. Um, what we've, as of yesterday, Tuesday, um, had already credentialed out more than I had at my disposal during the regular season. So uh, we've still got a few days to go and expect still quite a few people wanting to come and, 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 and see the game, cover the game. Uh, I don't know where we're going to put everybody, but uh, I can tell you the atmosphere this last weekend was electric. All right, let me help you set this up a little bit. Is it It's eight wins in a row, right? Or is it ten? It is now ten wins Ten in a wins row. in a row. Um, the Lions beat Sam Houston State for the second time this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this season, last weekend, by the score of 30-29. to 29. And with that, they get to play at home again Saturday night at 6 against New Hampshire, which winner of that game goes on to the FCS championship. Is that right, Damon? Now, one more round after that. Oh, my goodness. Here, here, here's the caveat. You, the next in the bracket is the number one seed and the two-time defending national champion, North Dakota State. They've got a game against Coastal Carolina this weekend. So if Southeastern wins and North Dakota State wins, the Lions are headed to Fargo, North Dakota, oh. to take on the, uh, the Bison. Which is an indoor Before game, right? To the national, yeah, for, to, to, to then move on to the national championship game. So. Put this in perspective for me, Damon, what this is in, in the history of Southeastern University Lions football. Um, uh, the heyday would go would probably be the early to mid '60s. After that, some good teams, but not the uh, year in year out dominance of the conference as it was back then. But back then, you're talking NAIA moving up to Division Two and, and the like. Uh, the school's only been Division One since the early '80s, and at that point, football had a, tra- a couple transition years, and then they dropped football. So. Uh, a, a nice 18-year gap, and then you bring football back. This is the first playoff game of school uh, last week that the school had ever been in, um, and it, you know, it's quite different atmosphere than say a bowl game or something of that nature where you've got uh, a long time off in between to prepare, and 
all you ultimately get is a, a bowl win. Uh, this is to stay alive and to move on to win a national championship. And the atmosphere, the, um, the, the environment is just so much more intense. And it, it really, really brings out uh, the, the crazy fans. Well, they can really get into it. They had a blast this last weekend. The weather was, was miserable. Uh, in the, the mid to low 40s, misting rain the entire game, wind blowing ever so slightly just enough to make it an absolute mess out there. And uh, every one of the players I've talked to this week just absolutely loved playing in that weather. Damon Sunday with us from Southeastern Louisiana University. Uh, Damon, help me clear up something here. I think for the longest time, a lot of folks in this region viewed the school as a, as more of a commuter school, and I don't, I'm not so sure that was fair. Um, is Hammond, Louisiana, a college town in your eyes? It is, but I, it, it's still a commuter school. Um, that that's the tough thing. I don't think a lot of the students realize what they have there. Um, uh, you know, all the athletes stay on campus. Uh, they love the town. I mean, it, it's great. Like, I'll travel with the baseball team going away, and when you, when you're coming back, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get back to call it Hammond America. It is small town America, uh, a storybook type town. It, it's great. A little downtown with everything you could want. Uh, it, it's just a cool little town, and I, I slowly people are starting to realize that, and uh, you know. You can always talk about athletics being the, maybe the front door to the university. I think it's starting to open the eyes to quite a few people. It'll be interesting to see what enrollment does in the next year with a winning football team. Yeah, I was. That's kind of where I was going with this. I mean, this this run here uh, could help make this more of a, an, a, an attractive place to not only go to school but perhaps to to live and go to school. It, definitely. Uh, yeah, I enjoy my time. Uh, I live in Baton Rouge, and so I commute over every day. And I tell you, I've talked to my wife in the past, you know, anything that, you know, you'd like, I wouldn't mind moving there someday and, and being right there. So uh, it is definitely a cool little town. And, uh, you know, everybody, and that's the thing is everybody has bought in. Uh, you, you're walking downtown and seeing green and gold everywhere. Uh, stores are painting uh, paint up the windows with uh you know, go lions and and green and gold and everything. It, it's one of those kind of things that you uh, you wonder if it happens anymore. If if there are those kind of towns, those kind of situations, and and right now that that's Hammond, Louisiana. You've got kids from all over the country on this roster, but there's so many kids here from Louisiana. You have a transfer and a quarterback that's made the difference. Um, how has Ron Roberts been able to gel all these different pieces? Um, and and is and is that really the storyline about this team? It, it is because uh, we go back the you know the previous nine ten years, it was kids from Louisiana and a lot of kids from Louisiana, and there was also a lot of turnover. And right now, he has been able to bring in a bunch of kids from California. He's got a uh, a few key uh, performers off of the East Coast from Atlanta, from Florida. Um, he's even brought a guy or two that signed with him at Delta State and then transferred to a junior college and then came to Southeastern after the fact to play for him again after having been with him at a previous stop. And to me, that says a lot about you know the kind of kids that he recruits, that he knows what he wants, he knows what it takes to win. And uh, Five straight playoff years at Delta State in Division Two. 
this coaching staff knows how to win. They know how to go get those players, and, and the players have bought in, and that was the tough thing last year, his first year. You started to see it took a while before that happened, and once that happened, it was about conference time, and, and you know you wind up with a five and six record, but five and two in conference, and you could see kind of the transformation. Last year didn't quite have the talent overall, and it was it was you know some close tight knit ball games this year. Brings in a little more talent. Uh, Brian Bennett, definitely a difference maker in this ball club because of so many different things he can do at quarterback, but he's also a team leader, and that that's the thing. As a guy coming in uh, from a big-name school like Oregon, and you have to wonder, you know, what is he going to be like? How What's his attitude going to be like? He's come in from day one, worked as hard as anybody on the team, and been a team leader, and these guys will follow him, and that that's the, the interesting thing, but Coach Roberts and that coaching staff, they make it fun to play football, and that's what every one of the, the players will tell you, is that they love playing for him, whether it be watching film, uh, which you know might not be the most uh, fun thing when you're sitting there trying to break things down hour after hour or whatever it may be, but they keep it lighthearted, and the guys kind of joke around, and they have a good time. They play music at practice, which... Uh, this is the first time in, in 10 years I've seen a coaching staff do that. And and they keep it short and quick, but they go over everything they need to go over, and these guys absolutely love it. All right, the Southeastern Lions will be competing again in the uh, uh, NCAA Division One Football Championship playoff bracket uh, round two uh, against New Hampshire here this Saturday at Strawberry Stadium at 6 o'clock. Um, maybe I'm asking a, a dumb question here. Uh, Damon, are there tickets available? Can folks who are hearing this make the drive up to yeah. Hammond? There are still tickets available. Uh, and last week, uh, we even had a contingency plan. Had we sold out, we had set aside a space for standing room only. We wanted to get as many people in there as possible, and that's the same case this week. Even if the, the seats are all sold out, we'll find room to put people. All right. Well, if you are a football junkie like most of us are, You've got the high school football championships going on at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You've got Southeastern and New Hampshire going on Saturday night at Strawberry Stadium in Hammond, and then, of course, Saints and Rams on Sunday. So you could start tomorrow and get your fix on quality football throughout the, the rest of the weekend. Good stuff. Damon Sunday, uh, good luck to you and the Lions. We'll roll in for you, and I appreciate your time. If this continues, how about we, we check back in with you perhaps next week? That sounds great. I would love for that to be the case. All right. Damon Sunday with us from the Southeastern Louisiana University Lions football program. Again, they play, uh, take on New Hampshire at Strawberry Stadium, round two of the FCF, uh, FCS Division One playoffs on Saturday night. And as he mentioned, tickets are available. That would be a great time on Saturday night. We've had a great show today. I want to thank Damon Sunday, of course, who just joined us. Jen Hale, David Wesley, Rams head coach Jeff Fisher, and you two for listening. Don't forget Pelicans and Pistons tonight, starting at 7 on the New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network and on Fox Sports New Orleans. And then the Black and Blue Report returns tomorrow with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, NFL on Fox's Chris Myers, and a whole lot more. That'll be your way at noon central tomorrow. For producer Dan, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. 
The Black and Blue Report.